Um, that's. Can I remember? Let's see if I remember how to do this. I think it goes. <laughs> the. <clears throat> the. The podcast is back. Mm. The podcast is back. It's the creepy minor version. The, <laughs> the, the, the podcast song in a minor key. The, it's the emo version of the podcast uh, song. Mama, mama, me. <laughs> the podcast is back. That's still terrible. No. It's awful. It's the podcast is back. Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah. The podcast is back. <laughs> the podcast is back. The podcast is back. Nice. Thank you impressive hey everybody welcome back to just another white guys podcast i don't i mean i mean we weren't like thanos snap gone long but i mean we've been <laughs> gone for a minute uh welcome back to the show i'm dustin jones happy to have you along for the ride oh one more time oh that's wow, back. super douchey that was huge douchiness thought i'd layer on a nice slather of nice. douche to I appreciate that i mean Honestly, if this first 90 seconds of this podcast is not real, my listeners back in, <laughs> I don't know what will. This is high-quality content honestly, right here. Honestly, if you haven't enjoyed this first 90 seconds, just turn the fucking thing off right now. <laughs> it's going to get... It's only downhill really, from here. It's really just going to get worse. Um, so, yeah, we've been gone for a minute. Um, it's no super easy way to talk about this. My last podcast, you know, we left off with um, my sister passed away. And, um, unfortunately I do not possess the, uh, technology to, uh, commit a time heist and go back in time and get that, uh, get that back. Cannot be unsnapped. Fortunately, that only happens in the movies. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm making light of it because honestly, I'm still really fucked up about it and that's just... Putting it out on Front Street for everyone that's listening. Um, chances are you know me. If you don't, um, welcome, I guess. Because <laughs> very <laughs> warm and inviting. Um, I, I promise. Guess. I promise. I'm an open and loving person. I just, um, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> this podcast may not be the uh, most evident of uh, of that. But uh, yeah, we've been gone for about four four months, and um, honestly, didn't plan to be gone that long. Uh, still not 100% sure I want to be back, but, uh, it's, uh, as my friend Rod Stark says, it's time to fight the fog. And, um, mm-hmm. there's been a lot going on, uh, in our country, in our world. And turns out I got some things to say. So we're going to do that here on this episode of the podcast. Um, I, 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 I said quite a bit. Uh, on the last episode about Heather and uh, about things, and uh, we're not going to get we're not going to get into that a lot more um, in this episode. I think uh, there'll be a time and a place for that, and um, we'll do that at a later date. So, uh, with that being said, should uh, what do you think? Should we start the podcast? By the way, Nikki's with me. Hi. Hey. Uh, so, I mean, who else would be here for <laughs> the return? I guess we're going to call this season four, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
this is when a lot of shows start to peak. So maybe this podcast will finally maybe get good. Maybe this is it. This is the, sh- this is the season. We've, we've, developed, our our, we've season. developed our characters. Everyone's <laughs> ready to either love us or hate us. And then um, about halfway through this season. Uh, we'll it's jump gonna, the shark yeah. and it'll all be over. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to have that Christmas episode that no one likes. Yeah. And um, we'll go away and, and people will forget us. And then uh, they'll begin to remember why they hate us. <laughs> So with that being said, welcome back to Just Another Why Guys podcast. Let's go jogging. drum beat just hits and like it's, you know at one point you were talking about maybe switching it up and not having that be the intro song anymore was i yeah hmm. there wasn't i can't remember what the other song was because originally we had the wire you had the wire right by heim and then now it's been what is that song actually called by royal blood um <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to put you on the blast jog pod uh theme song isn't it <laughs> Wait, Dose. that's that's a re- that's a real song. It I thought I thought song. that was just a song specifically for this podcast. I mean, it kind of feels like it is, but it, it is not actually. I'm trying to find it. I can't I remember. remember I don't know is. the names of songs anymore because I just listen to things on Spotify or on through my like Apple Music or whatever. So I don't ever actually pay attention to track names anymore. Well, we're off to a brilliant this is start. Gripping. I just have it tracked as Royal Blood. Um, Anyway. It doesn't really matter. He can cut this part out. I'll put it in the description. (laughs) As uh, a lot of YouTubers say, link in description. Right. You know, it's a good visual medium Mm. for a podcast. Totes. Wow, we're just... I thank you for derailing the podcast, Sorry. by the way. It's, That's kind of part of like my job. It's like we're in mid-season form. It, it does feel really good. I mean, we just... <laughs> I literally wrote out a format to hopefully avoid this and four minutes in. It's like... That's not really what... I don't really follow rules like that. Yeah. I know, because you're such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm, you're pretty fucking dark. <laughs> deep cuts. I don't follow right. your... Deep cuts. <laughs> Arbitrary rules. Speaking of deep cuts and nerdy things, um, lots of shit has happened yeah. uh, while we've been gone. Um, like too many things even to even, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, you, we're, th- it's going to require their own podcast because this is not going to be a fun one. Because um, <laughs> uh, while, we while we were gone, since you've been gone. Since you've been gone. There's been a lot of uh, lovely nerdy things happened. Uh, Game of Thrones came and went. And, um, with a whimper started um yeah not, started strong not, not the best came in like a lion went out like a lamb just literally laid fire to their entire fandom yeah it's really a bummer not only did uh i've i literally have just i've literally erased them from my memories i can't who is the dragon girl daenerys daenerys <laughs> I literally like my brain only has so much room Here, and there I've there's yeah. things I've decided to just get rid of. That's not one of those things you're holding yeah. on to. What your I brain, will say your brain is like a sponge. <laughs> when it has held all that it can hold, you must wring it out. 
What is that from? It's uh, Ernie Ladd. Ah, uh, I don't know who that Look is. Look him up, kids. All right. Uh, the big cat, Ernie Ladd. <laughs> Six foot eight, 380 pounds. That covers the grounds I walk on. That must be a wrestler. Yes, he is. Ah. Uh, um, what I will say Most about- Most famous black athlete the year before Muhammad Ali won, won the gold medal. Go look it up. Wow, that's exciting. I know. Titillated. Um, <laughs> Talk about derailing your podcast. Jesus. What I will say about Game of Thrones <clears throat> is that- This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> is that- One note real quick. I'm only drinking water. No, I'm no alcohol for this podcast. That's a good call. Um, One other- No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm going to punch you in your face. Okay, this is all I have to say about it, and it's actually pretty short. Um, I didn't hate it as as much as we were watching it. I felt dissatisfied, yeah. but didn't hate it. And as time has gone on, I dislike it more and more and more yeah. every single day. And I feel like um, there will be a time and a place where we can deep dive, because, I mean, eight, ten months after the fact is really going to be peak time for totally. people to really get people into People are it. really excited They're to hear really about Game of Thrones. craving our deep dive into the last season of Game of Thrones. So <laughs> we'll just leave you with that little teaser. Something uh, that has captured the imagination and really, I mean, if the people didn't like this movie, I don't know how I could possibly ever like you. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame came Indeed. in, lit the world on fire, rained fire mm-hmm. upon all of us and dusted the competition. Nice. And uh yeah. I um to say I'm obsessed with this movie might be a bit of an understatement. I think it's I, at the very least accurate. It yes. might be more than accurate. I um I absolutely love this movie. Mm-hmm. For it's so hard to pay off 10 years of storytelling with a such a solid landing i think that uh it would have been pretty hard for uh i mean you want to talk about one in 14 million i mean not only not only was the chance that uh dr strange gave uh tony for them to win i think the uh challenge that kevin kevin feige gave to the russo brothers was about one in 14 million as well and yeah. And uh, they really nailed it. I uh, <clears throat> purchased it uh, on digital download as soon as it comes. And that when this podcast drops, it still won't yet be out on uh, physical media. But uh, if you want to watch it, it's available on uh, you know iTunes and stuff like that. And it's just fantastic. And I think <laughs> since uh, since it's come out on, uh, so that was what a week ago. Yeah. I think since it's been out, I think I've seen parts of it six times. (laughs) Uh, So almost once a day. You're basically averaging once a day. Yeah. At some point, at some point in my day, I click into it and watch. Right. Even just a little bit of it. Especially when I want to cry. Right. You know, when I'm, uh, when I'm uh, ready to coax some emotions, (laughs) I just, just hit that play button. One of the things that uh, I, I've, started today was to watch the movie with the commentary track oh that'd be interesting and it is um the directors of the movie was joe and anthony russo and the uh writers uh marcus and mcfeely who just crushed as well Mm. and really we'll get into a more deep dive about this later because someone might actually care about that but the writers of this movie 
for those of you, I'm, I'm sure most of you know this, but Marcus and McFeely wrote the first cat movie. They it's wrote a great movie. They wrote Winter Soldier. Great movie. They wrote Civil War. Great movie. They wrote Infinity War. Mm-hmm. They wrote Endgame. They've had their hands in other parts of other scripts. And they just, they nail, I mean, honestly, I think if Marvel made a push, they could get Oscar nominations for several people in the in this movie. Yeah. I think visually the the VFX work deserves it's beautiful consideration. Yeah. The Russos dis- I mean, if Lord of the Rings could get fucking awards, Endgame is open. Yeah. <clears throat> I honestly I honestly think Josh Brolin should be nominated for a supporting actor for Thanos because he to get a motion like that out of a CG character is really worthy of I would say Hemsworth before him, but I can see that. Because yeah. I think Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is more of a lead. beautiful Kim, in this movie. Chris, His acting is beautiful. Chris Hemsworth, I would argue, is more would be more a lead. Yeah, because like, he's one of the like he's one of the main characters. The because the thing with Thanos about in this movie is Thanos is in the first. He comes in at the twelve minute mark. Spoiler alert is gone at the 15 minute mark <laughs> and then doesn't come back in until an hour yeah 20 that's true so he's out for a lot of the movie so um but again we'll talk a lot more about avengers uh in upcoming episodes when i've had a chance to see it 30 or 40 more times <laughs> i've i've been thinking and as we're dropping this podcast um i would imagine i'll just put it up on monday um I, uh, my birthday is this, is a week, is a week from when we're recording this, which is Sunday evening. And I've been thinking about, I actually have to work on my birthday. So I have the full next, I have the, I have four days off, uh, this coming week, hopefully. I've been trying to decide what I'm going to do with some of that time. And I've decided at the very least, I'm going to re, I'm going to watch all four Avengers movies. (laughs) So that's, uh, that's what i'm excited about these days sweet it's just uh diving into avengers and every time i watch it there's other stuff that hits me differently emotionally because there are things that you don't know you know at when you watch it the first time when as you go back because you know this story beat leads to this and and that's one of the things that's cool about the director's commentary is just one thing we'll talk about because I care about this shit way more than I care about the stuff I'm going to talk about later, probably. Actually, that's not true. It's not that I care about it more. It's that it makes me feel better to talk about it than what right. I'm going to talk about later. Let's just be clear about that. This is much more fun. If you don't know, it's – yeah. Anyway. I'm so, I'm so out of practice doing this. It's terrible. I apologize. <laughs> um, One of the things that I learned is that the – first scene in endgame when we open up with hawkeye and his family that was supposed to be an infinity war oh that was supposed to be part of the the disappearing yeah but because we hadn't seen hawkeye the whole movie it just didn't work also smart hulk was supposed to be in infinity war really yes which is why i constantly was annoyed with 
that picture that they would show in Wakanda where it's Hulk out of the armor. Yeah. And you never see Hulk on Wakanda. Right. I was like, why do they? That's because real, real late in the process, they took that out and left him. Left him just as Bruce. Because it, the emotional beats didn't work. Like it was too. In. Yeah. And like, where do you put that in that movie that he comes? And that's, that's one of the things. And yeah. so that's so on it's my, easier to have the whole break my, and have it be in the next on movie. my list of things to, to talk about. Uh, other super nerdy things also uh, in the Marvel track, uh, Spider-Man far from home, which was fantastic. It was so good. And a, a nice button on the end of the infinity saga. Like that rap, like that is the end of the saga. And, uh, we got confirmation of that at Comic-Con this year, which uh, announced the next two years of uh, Marvel projects and uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up. Get a new Blade, which... Did you watch the first Blade movies? No. No? Nope. It's Mahershala Ali who's going to play Blade, right? Correct. And is No, I don't like be Wesley awesome. Snipes because uh, he's a wife or girlfriend beating bastard, so I don't really care to watch anything. Did you know that in 1998? I don't know, but it was enough. Probably not. I don't know, but... So you're just, you're post-judging post him for something that Maybe made... so. I just wasn't really interested in those. And ultimately, like, honestly, outside of Major League, yeah, I can't think of a single Wesley Snipe movie that I've, like, <sighs> Passenger 57? Passenger 57's dope! Don't remember it. I'd, if I've seen it, I don't remember watching always, it. Always bet on black. <laughs> no. And, uh, shit, what else has Wesley Snipes been in? Blade, the first Blade movie is really good. Yeah. Yes. I, I've never watched it. And is really the first comic book movie, like post- Like of the new- Post like, uh, of... Schumacher Batmans. The Infinity Saga is over. Lots of new Marvel stuff coming up. They announced the Eternals, which pretty much no one knows about. Yeah, I don't really In terms about of, them. you know, what it's going to mean. But uh, we're going to go cosmic even more as we uh, move forward in the MCU. So Leslie Jones today has been um, doing like a, she does this thing on Instagram and it's probably on Twitter as well yep. where she does like live tweeting of different things. Mm -hmm. And um, she's really, she was doing Endgame today. Yeah. And I'm loving it already, like just a little bit. And so ever since though, like since I watched, I watched her post that she put up, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Fantasy is just like in my brain. Hey, Mr. Fantasy. It's just like taking over my brain right now yeah i i'm con like i constantly hear portals in my head yeah like constantly to the to the point it's disturbing kind of <laughs> the, the amount like to just to go back and uh, I, I will slurp the knob <laughs> whoa emphatically that's aggressive for multiple minutes uh in, in a deep dive podcast about how much i love the score uh for Infinity War and for Endgame, Alan Silvestri, like if that that dude if that dude does not get at minimum a nomination for best original score, it will be a travesty. So I know he's been nominated for different things before, but yeah. has he ever won? I don't know if he's ever won. Um, so I know like he was nominated for Forrest Gump, but didn't win because I can't remember what the other movie was that was out that year. Oh, Lion King. So Lion King beat him that year. Ew. Uh. He's been a nominee twice, but has not won. He was nominated for Forrest Gump and Best Original Song for 
believe in 2005? What movie is that for? I don't know. Um, this is fucking fascinating. You'll have more, to this more great, <laughs> uh, more great <laughs> podcast work by me. Uh, Why do they make this shit so hard to find? I know. Uh, he must have had to see. Oh, fuck it. You guys can look it up. <laughs> Figure it out yourself. <laughs> Chances are you have an internet Use device Google. close by. Use the interwebs. Um, other nerdy things that you definitely don't care about. Uh, All Elite Wrestling is the thing now. And uh, they're going to be live on uh, TNT on Wednesdays in October, which is going to be awesome because even on nights that uh, I have to work, it's uh, – wait, no. Wednesdays I don't, don't ever work Thursday. I don't generally work Thursdays ever. So I'll basically always be able to watch all of the wrestling. It's only on from seven to nine. So only, <laughs> only whatever, dude, <laughs> how many times have you made me watch shit that I don't care about? Hardly ever uh, now. Yes. Do you want to go back into the archives of hours you made me spend watching American Idol and Once. all kinds of other, how many times do I give up the TV so you can continue to watch what you're watching and I watch what I want on my computer? Hmm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. What what is this attitude that you have? I just really don't care to watch wrestling. So not I just gonna have to find some shit to do on hey, Wednesday nights. Look at the, there you go. <laughs> My parents will be here. Magical. We'll find something to do on Wednesdays. From seven but to you nine. You and dad can watch wrestling from seven and mom and I'll from go seven do to nine o'clock. Maybe you could have a project. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you could just go live your best life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like you have like some pent up aggression on that, Jones. No, it's just my regular normal level of aggression. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Nothing pent up about it. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty open and honest about all of those things. Mm. <sighs> like my alcoholism. <laughs> Probably shouldn't really joke I about shouldn't that. joke about that. No. I don't, I'm not. There's a lot of people that have real issues that. Thankfully, that's one of that's one of the few that's one of the few bad things in my life I can freely put away. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do that with many other things, but include <laughs> speaking of things put away. <laughs> so I was unpacking the Instacart today. Did yeah. you leave any candy in the store? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. I'm concerned that maybe we bought all the candy that no, they had in the we store. No, didn't. In fact, that's the edited version. Oh, jeez. So thank you very much. <laughs> the ten pound bag of fucking gummy bears well that goes to work and lasts for like two weeks oh okay come on now <laughs> why are you putting all of our shit on blast <laughs> i don't come know on now. <laughs> uh, and then uh new japan pro wrestling of course lighting the world on fire g1 climax best wrestling tournament of all time you don't care but my some of my listeners care and this shit's important to them that's great um i haven't watched a wwe show in it's been a, a close long, to a year. No, because like I've watched long. NXT like on my computer and some sometime, but I uh, deleted WWE Network. Don't pay. I don't even think. Like honestly, we went I kept to it. New York. Yeah. During WrestleMania weekend, and you did not watch. Oh yeah, a we haven't really. WWE. I haven't really talked about on my podcast since that I went to New York and yeah. did all those fun things. Um. Yeah. Just not into it. Terrible product. But uh, 
sure one of my other nerd friends will come on in the future and we can talk about wrestling that Great. people won't want to listen to. <laughs> well, it'd be better if you have somebody who, you know, actually cares and is informed about it, which mm-hmm. I am neither of those things. But you will admit, you uh, came in and watched a couple matches of G1 yesterday and you enjoyed them. And they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> I, there were several other things I would have probably preferred to watch, but that's what you were watching, and that was fine. For once, I didn't have to give up the TV. Oh. Oh, 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 oh snap. Them be fighting words, oh. sir. <clears throat> All right. Well, this is going to be the, the part of the program where we drastically turn a corner. Oh, all right. And... um Probably, like, I should maybe have, like, some transitional music or, <laughs> like... um. You should all you like know. normally in a podcast that's sponsored to be a commercial. Break yeah, this would be the transition. this would be the point in the the show where I would take a commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by Dustin and Nikki because we subsidize this for your listening pleasure because none of you give me money. So I have nothing to sell you but my soul. And giving you all of the things that I have. So, so click promo code Dustin to get your 5% discount on all things, including free shipping on this special summertime offer. And we look forward to serving you. <laughs> wow. That was. I'm kind of in love with that whole bit. looking for sponsorship (laughs) all right i feel like madison reed hair is just hair color is just waiting to sponsor your podcast i don't know who that is oh they sponsor like all of the true crime podcasts i feel like all of the things sponsor all of the same podcasts true although now my favorite murder has like coca-cola and like they got big time sponsors now they're in the big time they've moved beyond me undies and yes and they kind of. It seems like they're, they're like the podcast. Like they work their way up the sponsorship ranks. Yeah. Like you get like the little whatever, and then you get this, and yeah. Then, yeah. then the, they're big, in the big leagues. Then the big advertising dollars start That's rolling right. in. Probably not long after they sold out and started doing shitty podcasts. Nope, still doing good podcasts. Oh, all right, good for them. Happy for them. <laughs> Super happy. <laughs> Just really, really happy for them. Anywho's. Not bitter. I haven't honestly, like I I joke about it. I have no reason to be bitter at anyone who's making money off podcasts because they work ten million times harder than I've ever worked at podcasting. Mm. I am just good enough to put this on the internet. <laughs> I am just talented enough to know how to turn this microphone on and how to push the record button. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is like the third time in my entire history of doing a podcast where I wrote down some shit to talk about. That's true. I think, though, honestly, some of the best ones have been ones where there was no, oh, like, it was sure. a stream of consciousness and just for like sure. rambling and they were hilarious. But watch this transition. All right. Speaking of people that just use stream of consciousness for their thoughts. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the President Trump and the endless supply of fuckery that is going on in our country. Yes. So, and the podcast takes. Yeah, welcome, welcome back, (laughs) welcome, welcome back to Dustin's angry ramblings. 
Um, so one of the things that kind of snapped me out of my funk um, last week was uh, the 9-11 first responders bill. And the fact that the president, and I'm going to try my best to address him and the office with a modicum of respect. Honestly, in my heart of hearts, I do not feel the man, Donald Trump, deserves any of my respect anymore. I never really had any respect for him. I tried to respect the office because the office of the presidency of the United States should stand for something. And unfortunately, with every day that he remains in office, he tarnishes that legacy. And can do, And that's not to say that other tr- presidents haven't been flawed. In my lifetime, the presidencies that I know, the presidents that I know about, I feel have at least partially, if not completely, had the best interest of America at heart and weren't paying lip service to that in order to appease stupid people. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't say other presidents were perfect. I'm not a person that says Barack Obama was perfect. I'm not a perfect person that would ever say George Bush was perfect, either of them, Reagan. That's the extent of my knowledge of presidents. That's all I've been alive for. But this president is tarnishing 200 plus years of what this country has stood for, what this republic has stood for. The man, Donald Trump, is a disgrace to this country. But he is the president of the United States. The office of the presidency deserves a modicum of respect that I feel no one gives him for deserved and in some ways probably undeserved reasons. I lean very much more towards the left. I would prefer to be more of a centrist, but really in this country, there's very few actual centrists. You either have people that are left or people that are real fucking far to the left, or you have people that are on the right or real, real far to the right. We have no ability to find middle ground. And that's where we used to live in this country. You had the fringes. They were called fringes for a reason. Because they were on the fringes of our society. And what's happened is the internet has given license to people that scream the loudest. Not the people that hold the most majority of opinions. But the people that shout, hey, look at me. And everybody watches. Which is how we ended up with Donald Trump as president. Because he screams the loudest and says, look at me the most. Because that's what he's done for 30 years. That's where we are. So I will attempt to address him as President Trump. Because the office deserves a modicum of respect. As I said, a lot of people on the left I am frustrated with. Because... They are much more, they are much quicker to 
poke fun at things, ridicule, make light of things. And I think most of them are because they've tried, maybe tried to be serious and that doesn't work. So they don't know what else to do with themselves. But I get sick of people. I get sick of people attacking Ivanka Trump. Like, whatever. She's the first lady. If she says something. She's not the first lady. That's his daughter. Oh, uh, sorry. No, no, no. Are we Melania. sure? Yeah. Right. Are we sure? Hey, speaking of which, sorry. there you go. Melania is his wife. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, Mel- I Last weekend, I think, Bette Midler said something real shitty about her. Oh, really? I don't know that, anything like, about it. I don't follow Bette but someone retweeted it and, like, was like, come on. Like, we, there's no ability for people to like we we spend too much fucking time on Twitter. We spend too much time on Instagram. We spend too little time talking to each other, mostly because we're all assholes now. I I find it interesting that we we live in this society where people want to be more inclusive and more you know, respectful of each other and you go on the internet and people are the absolute worst to each other. So that makes me believe that makes me feel that either a large percent of people are full of shit in public Mm -hmm. or a lot of people are just real fucking crazy. And I don't know which one it is, but I don't like it either way. So, the 9-11 first responders have to go to Congress to beg for funding. These are people that ran to burning buildings and ran inside to save lives. These are men and women that run into buildings now. To save lives. Their job. Is to put their lives in danger. To protect. The citizens of the cities they serve. They choose to do that. Their heroic actions. Aren't necessarily running into the burning buildings. It was choosing to take a job where that was the job. And for them to have to beg for funding because they're dying because they inhaled who knows what and it's killing a number of them. The fact that Rand Paul stood up and said, no, we can't fund this bill with his uh, his uh, justification for well, the government shouldn't be spending money it can't afford. I'm sorry, Mr. Paul. Um, Senator, didn't uh, you vote in favor of uh, trillion-dollar tax cuts for billion-dollar corporations? It's taking tons of money out of uh, the uh, federal budget. Are you not, are you not that same senator? Because I know you are because I can look it up. But the 9-11 first responders are... That's that's where we have to draw the line. Senators, congressmen, congresswomen, 
political parties on both sides of the aisle use 9-11 as a political tool all of the time. They use them to say, these are the example of that, people you should look up to. These are the reasons why we need to continue to fight, you know, funding for wars and why we fight against terrorism and never give up and always remember and then they have to go and beg for money. They finally come to a compromise and a deal and and get this funding pushed through, which will have to be reauthorized again in two years, I think. And President Trump calls a press conference to sign the bill and has the audacity to take credit for being at ground zero and literally said he considered himself a first responder even though he didn't do any of the cleanup and he didn't do any of the other things but still said that he considered himself a first responder considered himself one of them Mm. it's infuriating to use these people once again as political fodder one of the gentlemen that stood up with John Stewart and asked for funding died not long after um Not long after he uh, stood up and, and spoke before Congress, and they use these people as political currency. And then President Trump invites first responders and their families to come up on the stage and casually says, Boy, I hope this stage doesn't collapse. We don't have very far to fall. It's not very tall, so we're not going to fall that far. But that he thinks that it's strong because it's built in America. Hmm. I know in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't seem like a lot. As a one-off, probably wouldn't be a big deal. But it's a continued pattern of co-opting a message, painting himself in the best possible light when all evidence points to the contrary. He just continues to repeat bullshit story after bullshit story after bullshit story until it just becomes the narrative. I mean, in some ways, like, fuck, I guess I'd tip my hat to him because... He has the ability to just say things that come out of thin air and repeat them ad nauseum until they become the truth. Because no one stands up and says, no, you're wrong. Right. That is the failing of our media. That's the fake news. The first thing that a great liar does is tell you that you're the one lying. That you're the one that's crazy. You're the one that's full of shit. So that's where we're at. 
not gonna lie pretty impressive monologue by me i usually don't talk that long by myself so <clears throat> hats off to me um yeah i'm gonna just really i'm really proud of myself i'm just so happy that i could rant like that because i'm supposed to fucking special whatever this is where we are none of us are really that special but together if we found a way to come together and have common ground and remember that there's more that unites us than divides us, we could be special. We have the potential for greatness. We really do. Doesn't seem like any of that matters anymore. Um, and of course, Nikki, you're here with me. As we're going to go through this, I will fully acknowledge you and I agree on most everything that we're going to talk about mm. is that the best form of the argument is to have two people that agree with each other talk about it no but at the same time people on opposite sides of the aisle rarely seem to be willing to get in front of a microphone or have a civilized conversation in public i have opened up i I opened I put an open question on my Facebook page asking I know I have people that support President Trump on my Facebook page. I know that I do because I've talked to people. Maybe they don't want their personal business put out. Maybe they don't want other people to know that. That's fine. I would say if there's a president that you're embarrassed to admit that you support, it's probably a pretty good reason for that person not to be the president. <laughs> I don't know. Just th that's just me spitballing. Also, it, it's probably not the greatest thing that we choose who we want to converse with by who they voted for in the next the last election. Probably not that great either. But it's okay to disagree with each other. But there used to be compromise. There used to be, hey. Here's where I am on an idea. Here's where you are. Let's try to find some middle ground to do the best for the most amount of people. Now it's do it my way or fuck you. We're never going to get anything accomplished that way. So like I said, I would be fully, I would be more than happy to have someone sit across from me or come on the program that disagrees with me. I know I'm going to have a big bald motherfucker that wants to come in here and talk to me about this. Oh, Marty, yeah. I love you. And sure. we can talk about this. I'm happy to. Honestly, some of the stuff that's coming up in a little bit, you sparked my curiosity about. And we're going to talk about it. And you can come in. We can talk about it, too. That's totally fine. I'm happy to sit and talk. You and I can have civilized conversations with each other and disagree and still be friends. Even though you say some real stupid shit. <laughs> I, I'm sure I post some stuff that you go, that's so fucking dumb. That's fine. That's why we can be friends. Just like, I, I mean, this is super inside baseball, but I posted something real dumb. Uh, I said that there. Uh, he posted something on Twitter. I had a response. It, I named the wrong African-American uh, congressperson. He was posting Elijah Cummings. I said it was um, the gentleman from... Um, so flustered right now i can't even remember his name um the gentleman that the civil rights gentleman um from maryland um no that's elijah cummings the okay. other guy um 
John. Fuck. Seriously, I'm terrible at this. Anyway, I was wrong. I admitted it. I. Hey, that's a hundred percent fair. So yes, Nikki and I agreeing on a lot of things doesn't make the best conversation. Perfect example. Nikki hasn't said much the last twenty minutes. Well, <laughs> I've been letting you go. I have plenty of things to say, no, but I've no. been letting you do your thing because you weren't really coming up for air. So I was letting you I, just talk. So it yeah. Out. So okay, go. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. Because I mean, he did that. He attacked quote unquote the squad. I don't All know of, what the squad is. The squad like the three. It's AOC and. The uh, chick Omar from Minnesota and, and um, I don't know, two yeah, like here's the thing: there's so much shit that happens every single day. You we're like seven, we're it. like seventeen news stories down the news cycle from that. This so, leave, this leaves out Epstein. This leaves out all of the other things that happen. Yeah. Yeah, shockingly, shockingly, we've had three mass murders of our citizens in the wake of. <sighs> The president destabilizing racially racial tensions in this country by alienated four women and then his best friend getting busted for sex trafficking. Shocking that we now have had, I mean, not to go all fucking Alex Jones on here. It's the timing is interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't really know where to begin. Um, That's literally how I wake up every day. <laughs> I think... To a, to a large portion, I have checked out of things. And I feel that way because I can't, because it's overwhelming. There's so many things every single day. And I don't feel like even the, like I try to get news from a variety of places if I am trying to get news because MSNBC is generally going to lean the way I lean. Um, but I also want to know what Fox is saying because... Well, I th think that at least 60% of what they say is bullshit um, or has a slant on it that makes how they're presenting it bullshit. Um, I, uh, I still want to know what they're saying because so many people are watching them and that's the perspective that they're getting. So at least I can have an understanding of what that perspective is, um, whether I think it's complete bullshit or not. But it's exhausting um, and I feel like I feel hopeless and lost and like there's not, I don't know, like I find it very hard to engage because I just don't feel like there's anything that is going to meaningfully change. Yeah. And and like the people who like there are legitimately people who voted for Trump, like one of the guys I work with. I mean, I work for an oil company, so obviously the majority of people that I work with are going to probably lean conservative, lean towards the Republican Party and lean in the conserv lean conservatively po politically. But like we were talking about we ended up talking about politics a little bit this last week. And I mean, I'm not like you know, wearing a sign out there that I'm a liberal, <laughs> but like it definitely comes through and who, you know I mean? It's just part of who I am, obviously. Not for nothing, but your haircut makes it pretty obvious. 
that's probably true. Uh, <laughs> or at least that I would be on board for lesbian issues for sure. So <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting more and more butch every with every haircut. Such an inappropriate joke. I apologize. <laughs> I like your hair. Thanks. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that most people who would randomly see me assume that I am married to a woman instead of a man, but it's not, I, not completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my current, my current uh, emotional state and the number of times I've cried in the last few days would certainly tend to <laughs> feel like a little bit more feminine than <sighs> crying. He's is not a man. Fu- crying is not masculine or feminine. It is just human. Um, but I was just more f- focusing on the stereotypical view of crying, right? Not the real view. Cause I don't think I'll cry whenever. <laughs> Probably gonna cry later. Probably. Probably because I'll be watching Endgame. Probably. Um, <laughs> just hear portals in my head and start crying. Uh, but like, I've even been surprised. Like, the CEO of my company has made comments about Donald Trump, and if nothing else, the chaos of the White House that and the administration and how they kind of feel like he's a joke and whatever. So like, and this other guy that I worked with, work with that we were, I was started talking about, but kind of got distracted. Like he voted for Trump. Um, and like, I have to take a step back, but ultimately, I mean, because, because I do judge, <laughs> I absolutely do the wrong thing and judge people who voted for Trump, but they're also like, what I have to keep reminding myself about is there are people that are Trump supporters and then there are people who are conservatives and that was their candidate and their yeah. choice. And so like they didn't vote for him in the primary, but that's who they ended up getting in the general election and that's who they voted for. Just as people who voted for Hillary Clinton, even though she wasn't necessarily their candidate, but was the one that was left at the end. Probably the same thing that we're going to have to do and bite our lips and vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Which... Super fun. Yay. More old white people. Yeah. Haven't I mean, here's the thing, like, haven't we had enough old white people fucking up this country? Like that's what I don't understand about people that continually vote. Like for everything that they say about millennials, this is the God's honest truth. Millennials outnumber old people. Show the fuck up to vote. They don't show up. They don't show vote. Up to vote. Honestly, the candidates, like, that needs to be the core. The problem is, though, too, not only do they not show up, they don't donate. So, like, they are not people that they're going to, because people who donate are older, generally, are wealthier, generally. Well, millennials can't afford to just give away their money because millennials have been shown that the only way to get ahead is to go to college. The only way that most people can afford college is to take out loans. They take out loans. They get a, They finally are able to get a job that they used to be able to probably just get if you had a high school diploma now requires a four-year education. Or some people go and get a four-year education for a job that pays them no money. Right. And then they have to go and get a job to pay for that degree. But ultimately, right, I get, I get what you're saying. But they're ne- right now, like, they have not organized themselves yeah. in a way to – to make themselves important on a larger political scale at this right. point. But also they probably are not doing that because they don't see anyone that is valuable enough of their time to support. Probably. That's so. why you saw someone like Beto O'Rourke rise from nowhere right. to almost defeat Ted Cruz because 
he gained momentum because this country is starving for someone to step up and lead. And it turns out that Beto ain't it because he can tell you how many times he's been to every county in Texas. But when you ask him for a real plan, he's like, well, what do you think? Because he's a little thin, a little thin on policy. Right. But this country is starving for someone who's charismatic. This country wants another Kennedy. Yeah, I was just going to say. They want the return of the imperial presidency, someone that feels like they can believe in. That's what, like, honestly, that's why if Dwayne Johnson ran for president, he would fucking win in a landslide. (laughs) Yeah. He actually could get the youth out to vote, for sure. And he would get people to be like, oh, he's... Like, even though Rock is so rich now, so famous now, he is so charismatic that he could make you believe that he still, he, you know, when he was, when he started out in wrestling, he had seven bucks in his pocket and he made it. He came up from nothing. And that's true. That is a true story. Yeah. But that ain't where he lives now. Right. And he doesn't. He may tell you that he remembers it, but it's been a while since he's had to worry about where the next job was coming from or the next meal was coming from. Right. But this country is starving for genuine leadership. And honestly, don't you think, like, to some degree, in a very odd way, like, the people who support Trump, like, his base, they see that in him because... He projects whether, I mean, I think it's all completely show, but he projects this guy who's pissed off at the, um, at the status quo, yeah. who doesn't want things to be business as normal and wants well, to he, drain the swamp, which he absolutely did not do, oh, but no, they no, no, all no. think he no, did. He drained the swamp he just, and then refilled it with even swampier water <laughs> right. and even worse creatures. Right. Like it was like uh, he like we had like crocodiles and alligators and swampy creatures and he drained all those out and then filled it up with like prehistoric evil fucking dinosaurs yeah. like multiple ones of the giant thing from Jurassic World where they jump out of the water and even though that thing ends up being a hero at the end I don't really think that's <laughs> tangent God I'm so terrible like I'm so terrible at this stop anyway. saying you're terrible anyway like I'll say I'm terrible if I want no, to because you I'll are s- not allowed. I I'm can. curious. I, can do I was just going to try and look it up and it's see. It's my podcast. Like how many. You're not the boss of me. I don't even know how to ask the question. Like director positions or like. Like the cabinet level. I think his cabinet roles are filled, right? So it's the role below that or like like leadership in different agencies. I think it's like eight. That are vacant. Like eight like big ones because he doesn't like have the a def- ones. he doesn't have a secretary secretary of defense right now right um here's the thing i don't know because i can't get past all of the other bullshit like because he had that one guy so that he wanted as a sec- secretary of defense and then he just backed off on that i can't even i have no idea uh trump's cabinet vacancies have lasted way longer than other modern presidents an incredibly empty cabinet uh, the EPA administrator, there hasn't been an EPA administrator for 237 days. That's crazy. There hasn't been a UN ambassador for 157 days. Jonathan Cohen is the acting uh, UN ambassador. Nikki Haley left 157 days ago. 
Um, Mick Mulvaney is acting White House Chief of Staff. John Kelly left 157 days ago. I didn't ago. even know John Kelly left. Yes. Uh, there's been no Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of Defense for 157 days. Um, 157 days? What happened 157 days ago that all these people left? Uh, like three different... Yeah, you like just decided to get rid of all of them. Uh, there's been no Homeland Security Director for 131 days. Secretary of Veteran Affairs, 124 days. Uh, oh, that's... There is currently there is currently someone in Veteran Affairs. There was 124 days between David Shulkin and Robert Wilkie. Um, he had <laughs> this is the best one because this isn't important at all. The office the Office of Management and Budget, the director was there were 465 days between Jack Lew and Sylvia Burwell. So Jesus Lord, it's just Cause currently in- currently vacant in the Trump White House. Okay, here we go. Uh, currently vacant DHS, so Homeland Security, Chief of Staff, UN, and Defense are the current vacancies. Like, how do you have a functioning government without those? Well, I mean, there's reporting. acting. There, there's people doing the job, okay. but they haven't been. But here's the key: they haven't, they haven't been, been. They or... haven't been Senate confirmed. So there's people doing their doing these jobs that are supposed to be confirmed, but aren't. Um, and it's not unusual for cabinet secretaries to, you know, for there to be lapses in the amount of time um, between a secretary. Um, Reagan had 175 days of key positions that weren't filled. Uh, Herbert Walker Bush, 87. Clinton, 322. Of course it was so much higher because Clinton's evil. Barack Obama, 288 because, I mean, of course he's evil. Want to guess how many days Trump has had uh, extended vacancies? 1,397. <laughs> Literally more than all of them combined. <laughs> no president in recent history has started their tenure with as many extended cabinet vacancies as President Donald Trump. What's crazy to me is that he doesn't want to govern. So, like, why wouldn't you have those roles in there so that they can govern for you? Because he appoints people, they get from, they get confirmed, and then they have ethics violations and get and have to resign. Or they find out that they can't, they they have no meaningful role and they leave, or something happens and something gets exposed, or they realize that it's a lost cause. Nikki Haley was like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" Yeah, like because. Even if you give him policy to talk about, he just goes off the rails. Right. Like he, he has been known to say something and agree to something in one meeting. And right. in the very next meeting, say the complete opposite. Right. Yeah. Cause I can't even remember what it was now. Like it was early on, but like they had a deal on something. Yeah. And I, this is really helpful here's that the, I remember any details problem. on it. Here's the problem. There's so many of these stories that unless you have the information directly in front of you, you can't keep track of them. Yeah. It's impossible. You go back to President Obama's presidency. There was like a three-day story because he wore a tan suit. <laughs> If a story lasts for three hours in the Trump administration, it's almost a record. Right. So, we move on to... 
Like what I would say is maybe even the more damaging. So like his damage to the presidency is one thing. I would say that his damage to the country and to the rhetoric within the country. It's not even necessarily his giving voice. Yeah. That's his, what it is. It's his, his giving subtle, voice. His subtle and not so subtle dog whistles to fringe elements yes. that it's okay yes. to lend Has voice them. lend voice to radical agendas. Yes. It is disturbing and troubling. He has no problem saying that people of color are subhuman. Uh, inf- sorry, he didn't say subhuman. He said, I'm not putting words in his mouth. Uh, I believe that he said uh, an infestation. Yeah. Um, rat, rat infested was Therefore, they come Baltimore from rat, rat. rat infested places. Yeah. Go back where you came from. Yeah. Is a not so subtle nod to uh, racism. It's it, it. It's not subtle at all. It is not. And people argue, oh, he's not being racist. This, if he's not, if he's not being racist, then someone is telling him to say racist things, because a person that is not a racist does not say things like that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one step short of wearing blackface. I mean, <laughs> that's that's the level he, of racism we're and at. And he right has now. gone on and on and on about how President Barack Obama refused. To say radical Islamic terrorists, right. radical this, radical that. We have radical terrorism in our borders right now, and they are all white people. They are all white. These mass shootings in the last eight days, we've had three major mass shootings in Gilroy. California at the garlic festival in El Paso at a Walmart in Dayton outside of a bar. These all happened in the last week. They were all young white people. I read on Twitter stats don't back up stricter gun control policies. They don't do any good. Don't politicize every gun story. Let's actually let's 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 not politicize every little thing that happens. Well, let's take a look at some stats. It's the scorecard. So let's look at the annual gun law scorecard from law, the Giffords Law Center. The ten states with F rated scores. Alaska Montana, Wyoming, New Mexico, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. All of those states except Texas, because Texas is 11, have the... I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, Texas is 27. Um, the, the other 10 are the 10 states with the worst gun rate deaths in this country. Uh, that's, I mean, 
those are the places where the guns guns seem to be the most prevalent. Also, West Virginia, gun death rates are real high. Mississippi, 21.5 gun deaths per 100,000 people. Now, this is not all murder and violence. Some of these are suicides. Alaska, most of the gun death in Alaska, which is 2.45 gun deaths per 100,000 people that live in Alaska. Mm. For every 100,000 people, almost 25 people are either killed or commit suicide with a gun. Wow. Kentucky, it's 16.2. Arizona, it's 15.7. Missouri, it's 21.3. Idaho, it's 16.4. All of these are states with lax gun laws. They have high numbers of gun deaths. California, gun deaths per 100,000 people, 7.9. New Jersey, 5.3. Connecticut, 5.1. Massachusetts, 3.7. New York, 3.7. Hawaii, 2.4. Let's look at the big one. When people point out that guns are the problem, where do they point to? Where do they Chicago. say, but what about Chicago? Chicago gun deaths per 100,000 people, 12.1. Slightly 0.2 above the national average. Strict gun laws don't work. That evidence would seem to indicate otherwise. We'll look at the number of cities in states with high gun law, with strict gun laws. The deaths are high. Both numbers are the are are similar. All right. Let's look at the top 30 murder capitals 2019. Let's go through the list. North Carolina, Georgia. Is there one from Illinois? Yes. Chicago Heights, Illinois. There's one. There's violence in New Jersey. That's they have one that makes the list, comes in at 26th. Rivera Beach, Florida, 21. Danville, Illinois, Michigan, New Jersey, West Virginia, Ohio. Let's get into the top 15. Alexandria, Louisiana, Jackson, Mississippi, Petersburg, Virginia, Bessemer, Alabama, Flint, Michigan, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Detroit, Michigan, New Orleans, Louisiana, Wilmington, Delaware, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Baltimore, Maryland, Gary, Indiana. The top three are St. Louis, Missouri, Chester, Pennsylvania, and East St. Louis, Illinois. East St. Louis, Illinois is literally across the river from St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, and it's got like the highest crime rate in the country, I feel, I think, if I remember correctly. One in three in the most murders. And like in the 1970s, so I actually did like a um, outreach thing in East St. Louis, like, I don't know, it was like 15 years ago or something like that now, maybe longer. Anyway, um, in the 1970s, 60s and 70s, it was like the all-American city. And then I don't know, I don't know exactly what happened, but it went downhill very quickly in the 80s. And by the time I was there, which would have been probably in the late 90s, I guess. So it was probably like 20 years ago. um, It was complete ghetto, like complete poverty, complete poverty. And so like 
they couldn't do road work in East St. Louis because their equipment would be stolen. They couldn't leave anything out overnight. Um, they could, you know, like the drug use and all of it, it was insane in East St. Louis. And so let's let, we'll go through the list of the states that have a ratings on this list of 30 cities. You have one, two, three, Three. If, if, if you want to count East St. Louis, Illinois as a B-rated state because it's in Illinois, okay, you can do that. But it's not really because it's basically Missouri. It's it's not Chicago. East St. Louis and Chicago are not next door to each other. Right. They're like... They're literally They're worlds, like a couple hours away from each other, aren't they? They're literally worlds apart. So of the states that have what are considered to be the most lax gun laws. We'll, we'll do the count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen of the thirty are just in the ten states. With the with lax gun laws, kind of seems like those numbers would indicate that those states that have lax gun laws also contribute to gun deaths. Right. Well, and here's the thing: so even like a a a, um, a similar type of example. So in particular with this with suicides by gun. Yeah. So. Um, in, I believe the forties and fifties, um, there were lots of suicides in ovens because they had gas ovens. And if you, if you turn, blew out the pilot light or whatever, then you could asphyxiate via the gas. And so they literally made a change in how ovens were built and the suicide rate dropped significantly overnight with the implementation of these new ovens. And so it wasn't that people were more sad or less sad. It was just that they made it harder for you to kill yourself. Exactly. And like, it's sad now that Chris Cornell actually did die by suicide. But like one of the things he had talked about with, um, he, in an interview I had heard with him, he talked about, um, Scott Weiland who died I believe via suicide or maybe he had a drug overdose. I forget. But one of the things he talked about, he was talking about somebody particular and I can't remember who it is. So that's really helpful. But he was saying like, man, if that guy could have just waited, like if he could have held on that one night. Yeah. His, his death is classified as an accidental overdose. Okay. I can't remember who it was that he was talking about, but he interesting. He died in Minnesota. Did he? Yeah, he died in Bloomington. It's interesting because... There's lots of people that have... There's a lot of people that have died in Minnesota of accidental overdoses. That's interesting. Prince, but he lived there. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, professional wrestler. Brian Pillman, professional wrestler. All died in Bloomington. But one of the things he talked about, he's like, you know, man, like in six months, that guy's life could have been completely different if he could have just waited. And so like... And the same with like... Like in here in Houston, there's been... In the last like month, there's been a couple different road rage incidents where somebody was shot. Yeah. 
I'm like, dude, like if they didn't have the gun in the car, at the very least, they wouldn't have the option to go to it. And so like they would have to go home and get it and go to wherever. At least if it's not there and available, it's not something you can go to. And let's be clear. I'm under no illusion that all guns will go away. Right. That's unrealistic. And anyone with their right mind knows that that's not what would happen. The problem is there's countless countries on this planet that have enacted strict law enforcement of guns. We can make steps to lessen the number of people that die needlessly in this country. People started dying in car wrecks. We attempted to make cars safer. There's a limit to what you can do to make a gun safer because much like a car, it requires someone to operate it. We have to do something. Saying it's too big of a problem will never do anything. So why try is a failure of imagination and it's a failure as a country. I am on team less dead people. That's where I am. I do not believe that we would get rid of all deaths. Right. That's not realistic. But if we could reduce it by a third, by half, by three quarters, that's 75% more people that go home at night. That's 75% of mothers that still get to be with their kids. Dads that still get to show up at your ball game. A mother in El Paso doesn't have to give up her life so her child can live because she was a human shield. Because someone decided to open fire. Because they don't like Mexicans. Because someone in this country has made it okay to lend action to those thoughts. It's unacceptable. Guns are not our only problem in this country. Mental health is an issue that needs to be dealt with. It is a human right that you should have access to mental health, to physical health. The fact that you have to fight for these things is a failure of our country. If we are the greatest country in the world, how come so many other countries have free health care? have well done health care. Why? Why is it incumbent on employers to subsidize or pay for your health care? It's a failure of humanity. We are failing our fellow Americans and our fellow citizens. It is a failure that has continued to be perpetrated by people who line their pockets with dollar bills soaked in blood. Soldiers didn't die on faraway beaches. 
and in deserts to come home to nothing. Military personnel in this country come home to nothing because they're not protected. They're used as political wedges and political props. And as soon as they're not needed or cast aside. I believe the statistic is one soldier kills himself. At least, at least one soldier kills himself every 22 hours. Doesn't feel like a great country to me. We have the capacity to be great. It feels hopeless, but it's not hopeless. Inaction is the failure of this country. And that's what... I, I try to not be conspiracy guy. But they've trained us to not care. They've trained us that nothing matters. That's not the, that's not the case. If we demand better... It can be better. But you have to want it. But maybe maybe we just don't want it bad enough. I mean, maybe it likes on Instagram and retweets and YouTube followers. and. But could you imagine if in the last eight days... ISIS had carried out three attacks on our citizens, on our streets, in our cities. Can you imagine? Close your eyes and think about that. How fundamentally different this conversation would be. Radical Islamic terrorism is something to worry about. But ISIS didn't kill anyone in Gilroy. ISIS didn't kill anyone in El Paso. ISIS didn't kill anyone in Dayton. ISIS don't put people in cages on the border. We do that. Americans do that to each other. The conversation would be fundamentally different if it was a conversation of terrorism. Our Congress would not be in recess right now. They would be in an emergency session to deal with this problem. Thoughts and prayers are fine. Inaction is inexcusable. That's it for this week's Just Another White Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. We'll see you next time. Hey, Ty, who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking right. Too much. Oh, Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big, it was too much. Dude, that was a good one. <laughs>